Let's kneel down before him. Yes. Worship and adore. Worship and adore him. Come on, lift your voice this morning. Father, for being with us 
throughout our lives. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity one more time to be in your house of worship. Well, we come to lift up and praise up your holy name. We thank you to help the Father. Father God, we have so much to be grateful for. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who paid the ultimate price that we may have eternal life. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we also thank you for your Holy Spirit, which guide and lead us throughout our days and our lives. We come to teach us all things and call to remembrance of your words. We thank you, the Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father, we pray, especially right now. We pray, especially right now, Lord, for those that may be in the nursing home. We pray for the sick and the shut-ins. We pray for all those, the Heavenly Father, that for some reason or another, Lord, think that there's no hope. We know that you are the God of hope. We know that you are the Prince of Peace. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and grace this morning. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit move in a mighty way as the man of God bring your word. Touch his heart, touch his mind, touch his vocal cord, Lord. Use him in a mighty way. Lord, we continue to pray for our country. We pray for our leaders. We pray for the cabinet, Lord. We pray that, Lord, that your will be done in their lives. We pray that, Lord, you move in a mighty way. Let the world know that, Lord, that you are in charge, that you are in command, and that all power is given by you. We thank you to Heavenly Father for all the blessings and your mercy and your grace that you showed us through our lives. Lord, we pray for our loved ones. We pray for our youth department. Lord, we pray for all those that are behind jail houses and prison doors. Lord, we pray for this city. Lord, there's so much turmoil going on. Lord, we lift that up to you. We know that you are in control, the Heavenly Father. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus, your son, Jesus' name, Lord, we do ask that, Lord, you to keep us protected. Protect us from all harm, from all the violence, Lord. We move that right now. We know that you are in charge, Lord. We know that you're in command. We ask that, Lord, that you have mercy on this city right now. And, Lord, we not only pray about the violence and lift that, uh, Lord, we also pray for our schools. We pray for the infrastructure in our city, Lord. We pray that the resources be provided, that you're going to provide, Lord, that we may have what we need in order to get things straightened out. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, right now to bless our pastor, Lord, and the first family in their absence, Lord. We pray that you move them in a mighty way. And, Lord, we pray for the officers of this church. We pray that, Lord, we always stand for righteousness. We also stand for those that need justice, Lord. We pray that, Lord, when the opportunity for us to come to stand for justice, we pray to Heavenly Father that you give us the strength and the power to speak out. So now, Lord, we know that what you're going to do is going to be mighty in a mighty way. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you what you're doing and what you're going to do. It is in your son, Jesus Christ's most precious name we do pray. Amen. 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 And amen. Well, this is the Sunday that we put our youth on an opportunity to lead us further. And I see them coming right now. So we ask that you support them as they come to share our opening devotion this morning. Good morning, K Chapel. Come on, y'all. We can do better than that. Good morning. Good 
All right, we have been super blessed. Now y'all all realize that they go back to school this week. Uh, this is the week they go back to school. We've been so blessed uh, to have an awesome summer. We've been to some, we've been to camps, we've been to conferences. God has been good. He's been extremely good. We thank Him for keeping our children safe. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. All right. We've had carnivals. Steve Harvey was here. We had a, it's a little joke. Somebody, some people still fatigued from the carnival. That's a little joke. Wake up, y'all. That's all right. But anyway, God is extremely good. Uh, we thank him for everything that he's done and going to do with these awesome scholars that we've got in our church that'll be getting on back in there this week. Parents, stop smiling. Uh, with that, we want to definitely, I want you to give a lot of encouragement to our brothers today. I present to you our youth deacons. Good morning. I am Dietrich Munker. We are glad to see each of you this morning. We ask that you will join us for the devotional period, which will consist of the following. Scripture by Joshua Duvall, prayer by Matthew Duvall, response by Michael Jones, meaning of baptism by Charles Simpson, closing song by Killian Lewis. Good morning. The scripture this morning will come from Luke 6, chapter, verses 27 through 29. But I say unto you that here, love your enemies, do good to them that hate you, bless, that, bless them that curse you, pray for them that dis, despitefully use you. To him that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also the other. And from him that taken away the cloak, Withhold not thy coat, coat, coat also. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of this holy inspired word. Hey, please bow your head. Father God, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for allowing us all another chance to come together and worship your holy name. Father, we thank you for every family here. Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Father, we thank you for supplying all our needs. We pray for our pastor and the spoken word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Good morning. I know y'all can do better than that. Come on, K Chapel. Good morning. Good morning. Please remain standing for the responsive reading. Responsive reading. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. God's words for God's people. Good morning. Good morning. Today I will be doing the meaning of baptism. It comes from Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. 
and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Roman, cha Romans chapter 6, third chapter, no, Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 11. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized unto Jesus Christ, were baptized into, into his death. Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also shall walk in newness of life. For if we been planted together in likeness of his death, we shall be in likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we shall not serve sin. For he, for he that is dead is fred, freed from sin. Now, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no demeanor over him. For in he dead he died unto sin once, but in liveth he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourself be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto, unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Please join us singing, Where Can I Go?
give our young people a round of applause. <laughs> Wonderful job with, with our opening services morning, and we thank God for them, and they are just trained enough to take our place, and that is a blessing. Amen? Amen. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We're going to ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed, and just remember, this is our benevolent fund, and we try to help those that are in need. So we're going to ask that you give as you have been so blessed. And these young people that you see in front of us will provide the song service, and the ushers will be happy to just help us to get our benevolent offering done. So at this time, we're going to ask that you prepare to give now, again, as you have been so blessed. Ushers.
in heaven. Here it is once again that you bestowed your mighty blessing upon us. Saw fit, dear Lord, that we should see another day. And Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, dear Lord, for watching over us and for keeping us. And Lord, we thank you for the gifts that we receive. Lord, we pray that they be multiplied. Not only that, dear Lord, but we pray that they be used from which they were given. These precious prayers we do pray in thy darling son, Jesus Christ's name. Now let us all say amen. Amen. We are so blessed at this time to add additional members, and we're going to allow that to happen at this time, but we'll get the meaning of baptism at this time. Okay, we ask that you just begin to pray for those who are about to put him on by baptism, and we'll have soft music at this time. In obedience to the great head of the church and on the profession of your faith my sister I now baptize thee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Father, we're thankful now for this one that has come to put you on by baptism. Father, as she goes on this journey, O oh Master, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would stay with her. Keep your loving arms around her and bless her, Lord, in her travels. Father, I also ask that you would give us the 
all the knowledge we need to provide to her and help her along the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. going to ask that you always pray for those who put him on by baptism and just give them a little bit of what you experience because it's not all easy amen we're going to share with you a few announcements we ask that you all continue to pray for our sick and shut-in members we're going to ask that you pray for brother story he's here now and just have a note i just want to share with you your kind and thoughtful expression of sympathy is deeply appreciated and gratefully acknowledged and this is from the uh, story family most of you probably know that he lost a sister just recently and again as for the prayers of the church we're going to ask also that you please pray for our our usher person back there that usually keep all of us in check but we're going to ask you to pray for him and just pray for all of our sick and shut-in members also ask that you please pray for sister Sandra Pepper I understand that she is in the hospital and of course need the prayers of the church the family of brother Lee also need the request of the church most of you probably know that he lost a brother that passed away recently and asked again for the prayers of the church the church is requested to pray for sister Gail Laurie she's probably at another location now and doing a wonderful speech or sermon and just ask that we pray for her as she prepared to do what she's been asked to do also ask you again that you pray for brother Lee Ewan you probably know again that he lost a brother and asked you to pray that to the pastoral staff and my church family I just want to say that I can't thank you enough for what you've done I was sick and I'm grateful now for the phone calls, monetary gifts, checking as well. And this is from the Simmons family. And this is another thank you here. Just thank you so much for your prayers, phone calls, and support. And this comes from those family members of our own sister Rucker that most of you know was laid to rest just a couple of weeks ago. So we ask again that you just... Pray for those who are less fortunate than ourselves. And if you're not there yet, just keep on living. Amen. We're going to get some additional announcements from the media. Media. Good morning, Kay Chapel. Be sure to mark your calendars for August the 18th and join us at 4 p.m. in the Willowright Family Life Center gym for Kay's Got Talent. Admission is free, but there will be a concession stand and all proceeds will go towards the Youth Council's future events. Please see Youth Council President Sister Kenya Johnson or Vice President Sister Anna Buckley for a ticket. The Jackson District Women's Auxiliary Council will meet on Sunday, August the 12th at 2 p.m. at Ferris Street Baptist Church. All women are invited and scholarship recipients will be announced during the meeting. The K-Chapel Youth Council is searching for an adult male youth leader. All K-Chapel male members are encouraged to contact our Youth Department Director, Brother Ken Brown, to learn more about this opportunity. Please make note that we will not host our annual Fall Revival here at Cade, and that Bible Study will return on August the 22nd. 
It's first Sunday here at K Chapel, which means we're celebrating your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of August. And on first Sundays, we celebrate our youth and academics. Congratulations to little Miss Cameron Shelton for her outstanding academic achievements and awards. In addition to maintaining an AB average for the entire year, in the fourth nine weeks, Cameron earned straight A's. She was also the recipient of the Leader of the Pack Award for always being a leader in her class. Way to go, Cameron. And please be sure to check your bulletin and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I have this note here from JPS. They are trying to raise some money or add some additional tax money to uh, increase their bond program so that they can do what is necessary to do for our children. And I know that we all have them, children or grandchildren. Uh, they all need our help, so we ask that you consider that. And you'll probably find some of these on your way out so you get a little bit more detail. I believe these are our announcements now. We're going to just recognize... Those who not are not yet members of K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. So at this time, we're going to ask for those of you who fall in that category, if you would please stand. Let us thank you for coming. Invite you back. All visitors, won't you please stand up? Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Come on, K. Give them a big round of applause. We're going to ask that you please remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckler, our pastor, Metro Reverend Horace Buckler, all the members of the pulpit and the entire K-Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to worship with us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime and catch a live. But if by chance you are looking for a church home, look no further. We will be happy to have you. And while you stand, we're going to give you something you're going to get here at K-Chapel Mr. Baptist Church.
Good morning, Kate Chapel. Listen, it is customary that for each month on the first Sunday that we acknowledge all the babies for that month. So I'm going to ask all of the August babies, will you please stand? Everybody born in the month of August, please stand. Amen. Now it's time to sing happy birthday. say and many more <laughs> this time now we're going to ask again that we prepare to give as we have been so blessed and just remember you can't be God given amen this children going to come to us and then we're going to get some words from the pulpit and the ushers will provide an opportunity for us to give as we have been so blessed pastor For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. May the words of God be a blessing to the hearers and doers of his holy word. Amen.
want us to just show our love and respect for our children. Aren't they doing a wonderful job? Let's we just have to remember they out here on Saturday preparing when we doing whatever. So we thank our, thank our teachers and keyboardists and, and thank God for just giving us some wonderful children. And they need all the love they can get because school is just around the corner. Amen. So I like to encourage parents to just make sure that you do what's necessary that they get off to a good start. This time now we're going to ask them to come with the final selection for the morning, after which we should be ready for the message for the morning.
Let's bless these children. Concentrate on him and worship him. We have come into this house to concentrate on him and worship him. We have come into this house. Concentrate on Him and worship Christ the Lord. Worship Him, Christ the Lord. And I need you to do something else. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on Him and worship Him. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on Him and worship Him. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on Him and worship Christ the Lord. Worship Him, Christ the Lord. One more time. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on Him and worship Him. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on Him and worship Him. So forget about yourself. Concentrate on Him and worship Christ the Lord. Worship Him, Christ the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand. We do give all honor and praise to God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. We also honor our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, as well as our pastor emeritus, Reverend Horace Buckley, in their absence. And I thank God for these, my brothers in the clergy. I thank God for you, my sisters and brothers because we could have been somewhere else, but God blessed us to be in this place at this time, and we all should be grateful for that. 
I thank God for my biological family. And I'm just going to ask everybody that's kin to me to just raise your hand wherever you are. And I see two of my brothers, Elder Edward Bogan, who used to be a member of this church, came to worship with us, and Brother Jerry Knight, who is the founder of our group, which is You Are Not Alone, which is a prostate cancer support help group. So we meet once a month on the fourth Thursday of every month at Mount Calvary Church and the Family Life Center. However, brothers and sisters, there is a word this morning from the Lord. I'm going to ask if you will stand as we give honor to the scripture. Those of you who have your Bibles, if you don't, then you can read from the screen. Our scripture will be coming from Luke 6, chapter 6, verses 27 through 29. And as a supporting scripture, where our text will come from, we will use St. Matthew 6, chapter, verses 7 through 12. Luke 6, 27. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that take away thy cloak, forbid not to give thy cloak, to, to take thy coat again. And then from St. Matthew, chapter 6, verses 7 through 12. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask of him. And after this manner, therefore, pray you, which is the model prayer that Jesus taught the disciples and the others on the mount, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And our subject this morning will come from that 12th verse. As we forgive our debtors. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord. As we forgive our debtors. Many times we are hurt by the ones that we love. We find ourselves asking the question, how could they? How could they hurt me like that? And why? 
whether the pain is mental or physical, or even if it's both. Forgiving a loved one who has caused us distress can be a scary and often tiresome ordeal. You see, regardless, forgiving is a personal choice, brothers and sisters, undertaken to help us grow and heal as a person. And it is not to help the other person or to condone whatever their actions were, but once we understand how and why we hurt and exactly why we need to forgive the other person, the act itself need not be particularly difficult or complicated. You see, the past I cannot change. Therefore, I must take my head out of the past and set my heart on the gifts of the present and the possibilities of the future. The word of God makes it plain. In Matthew chapter 5, it says, love your enemies. It says, pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons and daughters of your father in heaven. Because he calls his son to rise on the evil as well as the good. But he also sends his reign on the righteous as well as the unrighteous. We will not be held accountable, sisters and brothers, for what other people do and don't do to us. We will not be held accountable if they cannot and will not forgive us. However, we will be held accountable if we don't forgive others. Yes, Jesus was on a dying cross and he forgave the Roman soldiers and a repenting thief. And when we think about forgiveness, we must ask ourselves the question, what would Jesus do? Did you all not know that forgiveness is the biggest blessing that came from God to mankind? God showed his love for us and sent us his only begotten son. And he forgave us. You know, the word of God tells us in that same chapter that you have to leave your gift in front of the altar and then go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. All the word of God is saying is if religion was something that money and gifts could buy, then the rich would live, but the poor would die. If a man, woman, girl, or boy said that they love God, Jesus, and then said they hate their brother, and they had never seen God, then they tell a lie, and the truth is not in them. The word says bear with each other, and it says forgive whatever grievances that you may have with one another, as God has forgiven us. You know, we want forgiveness. But the word says in Mark 11, it says, And when you stand praying,
praying. If you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father, which is in heaven, will forgive your sins. It goes on to say that, but love your enemies. This comes from the word of Luke. In Luke's gospel, it says, love your enemies. It says, do good to them and then lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be the sons and daughters of the most high God. Because he is kind to the ungrateful. And he's still kind to the wicked. The word says be merciful just as our father is merciful. It says do not judge and you will not be judged. It says do not condemn so that you will not be condemned. It says forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure. Press down, shaken together and running over. And it will be poured into your lap. And it says a good measure. Not just a measure, but a good measure. And the word goes on to say, for with, for with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. In other words, it says, we cannot say to our brother, get the speck out of your eye, when there's a plank in our eye. It says we first need to get the plank out of our eye. Then we would be able to see, see clearly enough so that we can get the speck out of our brother's eye. The word goes on and it goes a little further and it says to us that it's not easy to give some people. We know that there are some scounds, that there are some people that just won't do right. But this is what the word says. It says our response to difficult people should be centered on the examples that were provided by Jesus himself. It says, for he surely dealt with many difficult people during his time here on earth. His interactions with those people who were never good and kind to him was with an attitude not of superiority of dominance, but rather it was an attitude of subservience. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was quite specific. He said, I tell you, those of you that will hear. And I feel like the Lord said that because sometimes people will look at you, but they won't really hear you. You can be talking, but they don't really listen to you. So in the word, he says, I tell those of you who will hear me. He said, love the enemy and do good to those that hate you. He said, give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. In other words, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. I'm sure somebody's saying, preacher, 
You're telling me to forgive folks? You don't know what she did. Preacher? I see some wrinkles in a couple of foreheads back there. You don't know how that man hurt me and deserted the family. Somebody else is over there saying, Preacher, you telling me to forgive the dirty things that he did to us. Sisters and brothers, I don't know what he or she did to you. But what I do know is that Jesus commanded us to forgive. He commanded us to forgive. And you know, the act of forgiving one another, that by itself won't get us into heaven. But hey, I need to pause and tell you, if we don't do it, it'll keep us out of heaven. Refusing to do it could keep us out of heaven because God said we must forgive. And it's not up for discussion. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's a command from God himself. And if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. You know, sometimes we find ourselves abusing the forgiver. And I don't want you to leave this service thinking that we're going to be okay if we take for granted those that do forgive. I want you to look to your left. Tell the person on your left, I'm going to forgive you. Tell them, that person on your left. Tell them, say, I'm going to forgive you because I want to make it in. Now look to your right and tell that person to the right side of you. Tell them that you don't have the power to keep me from forgiving because I'm going to get my mansion. Amen. Amen. And sisters and brothers, this act of forgiving, it's not just for friends and family. This goes for your boss. This goes for your classmate children. It goes for your colleagues, college students. It goes for your neighbors. This forgiveness goes for any and everybody who have hurt you along the way. And don't think that it's just a matter of us not taking people here on earth for granted. For God sees and God knows. But now you who tend to take earthly folk for granted, I need to remind you of something that Joe Tech said years ago. He said, if you think, why are you taking that man or that woman for granted? that nobody else wants her or him, then pitch them out in the street and you'll see somebody will have them before you can count one, two, three. All right. 
And then we have a local artist. Y'all heard it too. Don't be acting like you hadn't heard it. We got a local artist that said, while some of us are forsaken and taking our forget, forgivers for granted, you are saying, scat, scat, but watch it, because somebody else going to say, kitty, kitty. Watch yourself. Don't take the forgiving people for granted. Now, there's a God who sits high and looks low. And we tend to even take our Heavenly Father for granted. Don't you know that if God spoke the heavens into place, if God created everything that creeps upon the land, if he created and spoke everything that's in the sea, if he made us from the dust and blew the breath of life in us, we have to remember that the word said God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. We cannot keep taking the Father for granted. If you don't believe me, get your Bible, and you'll see where the first world was destroyed by a flood, and it destroyed everything that was on the face of the earth except eight people who got into the ark. Don't take a God who is omnipotent and omniscient for granted. Yes, he loves us and he forgives us, but he is not mocked. Ask Pharaoh's army that tried to get the children of Israel when God held up a pillar of fire, but then they still tried to go cross the Red Sea to get them and they were drowned in the Red Sea. So we got a God that's all-seeing and all-knowing, and when he gets fed up, his wrath ain't nothing nice. You say, well, preacher, I see a lot of things that's happening right now, and God ain't doing nothing. Listen to me, if you will. I want you to picture an archer who has a bow and arrow. And he places the arrow on the string. And he's pulling it back a little bit at a time. And when he gets tired, the further back that he has drawn it, the worse of the wrath will be. Let's not take our Father in heaven for granted. Yes, our response to difficult people should be centered on Jesus' examples. But many who are first will be last. They may seem like they're getting away with stuff now, but there's a day of judgment coming. And many who are last will be first. Those who are humble and those who are taking a lot of stuff will be blessed in the end. Yes, this is a very difficult assignment, and it is certainly something that we cannot do on our own. 
and we cannot do it of our own power. Yet it is not impossible if we seek the Lord's help. For with God all things are possible. No task is too great if we will just ask him to come into the journey. For by the grace given me, and this is what Paul told the church at Romans, he said, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. When we succeed in dealing with feelings of pain, the other person may be feeling some hurt also. We can get so caught up on ourselves that we don't realize and understand that that other person may be struggling also. That some people have a lot of things that they deal with before they get in your presence. And they may offend you at the spur of the moment. So the word says, give them the benefit of the doubt and forgive. Those people need patience from us. And it was said in the book of Matthew, it says, practicing patience with one another and holding on to the hope and vision of our relationship with them is a true act of compassion. And we need to invite the Lord in to help us on this journey. The other day, Peter asked Jesus, he said, Lord, must I forgive up to seven times? Jesus said, no, Peter, try 70 times seven. Now, this does not negate the fact that, yeah, we do need to protect ourselves from people, from some people who make it a habit of hurting us. Yes, there are some people we have to love from a distance. The key is to invite the Lord into the process. And we must be rigorous and disciplined in our endeavors to forgive. We must get used to naming each hurt and then putting it away and asking the Lord to help keep it away from our heart. Jesus said 70 times 7. And if you like me, you're not going to try to count all of those times. Anybody in their right mind is going to say, all right, I forgive you. And like you told your neighbor a minute ago, nothing and nobody is worth keeping us out of the kingdom. So we will forgive. So make it a conscious decision to forgive someone. Even if they never apologize, make a conscious decision to forgive. You know, God never wastes a tragedy. Joseph said to his brothers who had sold him to Egypt as a slave, he said, you meant it for evil. You meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good. God meant it for good. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience. But he shouts to us in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Although God does not cause the evil, nonetheless, he can work good out of evil. This is the best of all possible worlds. 
It's the best of all possible ways to reach the best of all possible outcomes. The truth is we cannot get to the promised land if we don't go through the wilderness. So no, every day is not going to be a happy day where everybody treats you nice. God permits the evil sometimes in order to defeat evil. And he allows lower evil to produce a higher good. We cannot achieve patience without tribulation. We cannot get forgiveness without sin. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. To those who have been trained, James said in his word, count it all joy. He said, count it all joy, my brothers, when you are met with trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Even if our suffering is lifelong, Paul reminds us that this silent, slight, momentary affliction is preparing us with this weight of this world for an eternal glory with the Father. All I'm trying to tell you is eyes have not seen Ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And because we love him, we will do what he said. We will look at the example that Jesus himself gave us on a dying cross. When he said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you know, when the Lord shall separate the righteous from the unrighteous, like a shepherd that separates the sheep from the goats, I don't want to be pushed to that side with the goats, but I want to be with the sheep. When he says, depart from me, I don't want him to put me in the sea of fire and brimstone. So I'm going to forgive you. And I wonder if there's anybody else that have made up their mind that you will forgive. You know, Jesus said, do it in spite of the way they do you. Because he has forgiven us. And then you have to look at this, brothers and sisters. Jesus' word was before time. It's during time and it will forever stand. And if God said, do it, we got to do it. And there is a reward. There is a reward in glory. The Bible says that we will go to a place where the weeping shall cease. Weeping shall cease. Troubling shall cease. Excuse me. Troubling will cease. And get this. Every day would be howdy howdy it would be joy there you won't have folks hurting you there but the father himself would be the light of the city i don't know about you but i'm gonna be there will you be there don't let nothing separate you from the love of god i know i'm not gonna do it nothing 
and no one will keep me out of the kingdom. I'm going to love you anyway. You can talk about me as much as you please, but the more you talk, I'm going to bend my knees for I know that everything said against me is just another brick in my house in glory. God said that the weeping will cease. The troubling will cease. Every day will be happy. I'm going to be there. Will you be there? Will you be there? Will you be there? God is good. And he's no shorter than his word. God bless you. And God keep you. And let his face smile upon you. And give you peace. Well, right? You done preached a sermon. What else you got to say about it? This is what I need you all to understand. Where hurt was in my life, love now abide. Where confusion was. Peace now reigns. Whoa, I'm walking with Jesus. I'm a child of the King. And it's all because I am. Redeemed. Listen. Well, I'll tell of his goodness. I will tell of his love. I will tell about his goodness to me. My redemption with his precious blood, and right now I've been set free. Whoa, I am redeemed. has changed my whole life oh if anybody asks you just who I am just tell them that I am redeemed the doors of church are open. You may come by letter, Christian experience, or as a candidate for baptism. 
you may just want to come and just give your life again in a more serious and sincere way to the Father. The doors of the church are open. The word says, hard knock your heart when you hear the word. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will allow me to come in, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Whoa, I am redeemed with a price Jesus He's changed my whole the strength and the opportunity to return to this place where we can lift your holy name. Master, I'm with one of your children now who's coming for prayer, Lord. Father, you know his situation and circumstances. You know all about him. So, Father, we ask, oh Lord, that you would just wrap your loving arms around him right now. Take care of that need whether seen or unseen, Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just bless him now. Wrap your loving arms around him and let him know that you're still God and that he's not alone, Father. For we love you, Lord, and we need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
that we're getting ready to go back to school, y'all. I'm going to ask that all students, preschool, even all the way throughout college, if you will come down right now. All students, preschool all the way through, up through college. And I ask that all teachers, administrators, and staff members of whatever school district, it does not matter if you are a teacher, you can stand where you are or you can come down front also. If you are a teacher, a staff member, if you will be working with the children, educators as well as students. definitely going to need the grace of God. Okay. All right. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you now. Lord God, we thank you. You've given us a summer vacation. And for that, Lord, we said thank you. You've given us a break. We said thank you. But Lord God, we know that it's now time to go back to the schoolhouse, to the college, and to the universities. And we know we're going to need you, Lord. We know that the challenges are going to be there. So right now, Lord, we ask that you will send your angels send your guardian angels and plant them all around everyone under the sound of my voice we know that the devil is busy and we know that he will try to do whatever he can to take them astray Lord, right now we ask that you will go into each and every classroom and keep them, keep them so that their minds will be in the right place at the right time. Lord, go into their hearts so that they will love what they do, so that education will be something that they will be able to appreciate. Lord, we ask that you will rebuke any and every act that will try to take them off the path. We rebuke the devil and his hellhounds. 
and we tell him that he is alive. We ask, Lord God, that you will bless every staff member and teacher, every administrator. Bless them, Lord, to have the knowledge, the wisdom, the patience, and the endurance to keep these children. Lord God, we ask that you will keep them as they leave home, protect them as they be transported to the schoolhouse, and then transport them back safely to their prospective homes. And Lord God, we won't try to take any credit for anything that you do, but we will continue to put you first, knowing that if we keep you first, knowing who we are and whose we are, that everything will be all right. Thank you now, Lord. And we ask that you will hear this prayer and answer it in the name of Jesus, who is our Savior, our Lord and our God. Amen. Amen. I ask that you will stand now. I ask that you will stand. Do you have anything else, Mr. Thigpen? Okay, we ask that you will stand for the benediction. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit will go with you and keep you from all hurt, harm, and danger until we all shall meet again. And we ask that the Lord will grant it in Jesus' name. Amen.